Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Flames Fancast. 90 episodes, if you can believe it or not. Uh, listen, we've been away for quite some time. I can't even remember when the last one was. Over a month ago, I think. Yeah, we are... Uh, is an apology even, like, accepted at this point? Do you remember we exist? Do you, do you remember we exist? We're probably not memorable enough to at least stay in your memories this long that you want another episode. I do remember, though, one time that we did have somebody email us say, where the fuck is the episode? <laughs> um, likely at our peak when we were ranting quite a bit and the flames sucked. But guess what? Lo and behold, we suck again. So, you know, get your ranting hats on because we're about to fucking go buck wild on this fucking team. And I can't fucking <laughs> even begin to tell you how fucking disappointed I am with this whole fucking franchise. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you know, that's that's accurate. You know, I don't normally do the intro, so you, sorry, you go ahead. We're I mean, sorry, though. I mean, that's where we're at. It's it's a, it's not a good place to be. It's really not where you want to be. Squeaking into the playoffs or finishing just outside. I don't know. This team hasn't given me a lot of optimism, let's say. There's not a lot of optimism surrounding our performances of late, but... Hey, listen, overall, just Shit. before we get into it, that's the state of the flames. Shit. Shit. S-I-S-H-I-T. Shit. It's, it's, it's... It's shit. Yeah. It's fucking shit. And there's no excuses for this team. They've run out of time. It's fucking March, almost. You have to go, what, 70%? Basically, at this point, to make the playoffs. Well, the, the I mean, yeah. Um, I, I I put it as basically to guarantee entry, you got to win two out of every three. I'd say. Yeah, that's not happening. No, um, it's not. It's been shit. Uh, I I don't I don't know where to begin outside of the fact. I'll start at the end. We're not going to make the playoffs. We are not set up on the goaltending front for any long term foreseeable future. We don't have any guys on defense outside of maybe two that, like, do well. And we have no fucking forwards right now that actually can carry this fucking team. They're all a bunch of fucking, you know, okay on paper, above average on paper, had their stints in prior clubs, and are here to retire in <laughs> very cold Calgary. Well fucking played. Uh, and there's nothing else that I see... With a positive light, I think Sutter's lost the room. I think Harvey is the worst fucking mascot in the NHL right now. Like, I think everything and anything where, about Where did this that team, come from? It's everything. <laughs> Harvey's got to go, too. Harvey's got to go, too. It's all scandal. Just blow it all up. I don't think we can. You have to. You have to. You put yourself in this, in this situation. How do you... How do you- you have to get out of Who it. Who takes those deals? It, it doesn't matter. I you mean, can't blow point, it up. There's no way to blow it up. There is going to be... Everyone's got a price, right? And you're probably going to take a good chunk of that contract if you want to blow it up. But And we're all obviously talking about Huberto. But just in general, like it's, it's fucking done. And I'm starting to see a lot of people start to come to the defense of Uyghur, for example. I'm sorry. We're not even following the agenda here. Yeah, we are. We're talking right, the okay. state of the flames. The state of the fl- 
there are do people, we ever follow the agenda at all? Not really, but I, I was about to feel bad because that's the most full I've ever seen it. And I, I, there are people that are coming out and defending Mackenzie Weger. And look, again, for like the 90th fucking time, because this is the 90th fucking episode, I'm not insulting these guys as human beings. I'm criticizing them as hockey players. Weger is not fucking good. Stop fucking sourcing these advanced stats about how he's low-key good and low-key this and low-key that. I'm sorry. Every fucking game I watch him do some bullshit fucking turnover, especially on our power play, on some bullshit pass that he fans on that's happened way too many times for a player of his caliber to do. Fuck off with these stats. He is not good right now. He sucks. He's not the guy that we were looking for. And maybe he just wasn't going to be that guy. So, you know, shame on me too because I got excited. Huberto, I mean, yeah, he had the odd good game here and there. But, buddy, you got to be consistent. You're a fucking... Well, how long do we have this guy for? Till I'm 50? Forever. Okay. You cannot show up two games out of 40. Like, you just got to be better. Um, Sutter, fuck, man. Like, why does someone have to be X tall and X weight just to fucking play a game? Right? And why are you shuffling? Like, why is Lindholm all of a sudden on the second line? Like, th- the whole thing is just disarray for me. Like, I'm okay with Pelichet getting his chances up. He's, he's getting goals. He's working hard. Like, I like him. But this team is so fucking delusional to think that they are fucking anywhere near what we all thought that they could be and what they all think they are. The way they speak to the camera post-game, they, they act like they can do this. We just got to work harder. We just got to tighten up yeah, back it's, there. It's, we just got we're, we're a tight group. We, we could do better. No, it, you can't. You guys are not good. You're not, you don't have the capability. Maybe own that. Understand what your fucking negatives are. Understand what your shortfalls are. And maybe fucking focus on that a little bit more. It is a really irritating classic hockey message we have to play we have to play better we have to want it more you know we just x y and z reasons but there doesn't seem to be a lot of desire in this team and i'm really starting to think you know how many seasons is it now where we haven't named a captain since giordano left essentially we have not named a captain it's a great shout out the lack of leadership on this team is 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 hurting because you need a you need a guy who unifies the dressing room, who sets a tone, who sets a message. I remember watching it was years ago, and I might have said this on a previous podcast, but it was also years ago. And when I used to play hockey as a wee little kid, I used to have a coach who said, "Don't let them score in the last minute." And like as you know, eight year olds, we were terrified to let the other team score in the last minute because we knew coach would be upset. And everyone just elevated their game that little bit, <laughs> even as eight-year-olds, because you knew you didn't want that to happen. Yeah. I, I heard again, was, he was mic'd up or something, and he, he says to the boys on the bench, last five minutes, and that was the message yeah. every single game. Last five minutes of the period, we're not giving one up. We're not giving one up. Step and that, that, that is relayed across, and that becomes a cultural thing, and there is absolutely nobody in our locker room doing that. It's just kind of... You know, who, who are we looking to for leadership on this team? Ba- Backlund? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, Lindholm? Like, they're, he's, he's they're good. They're, 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 yeah, 
They're good players. They're good players, but I don't think they're your guys well, who Backlund are. Backlund was captain of Sweden. It's not like, you know, like that's like a small thing. Like, I, I know those are seasonal things. Then why? Like, how come he's not the captain of the Flames? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Sutter doesn't like Swedes. I don't fucking know. I'm just kidding. But we like, have a lot of Swedes. I, I don't know. think Sutter I'm, doesn't I'm, like Swedes. I'm I think legit, it's just. I'm legit kidding. That was just a Don Cherry moment. I, I think now. Sutter has some unrealistic expectation about what an actual leader should be. And I just think we need to pick one and run with it. And if it doesn't work out, you can change the captain. Look, Blake Wheeler in Winnipeg lost the captaincy and has become a better player because of that. 100%. Winnipeg has become a better team since that trade. And all this, you know, all this stuff worrying about image and worrying if you're going to offend somebody or hurt their feelings by taking away the captaincy. Well, we're not doing anything. And look where it's got us. Totally. And if these NHL professionals making millions of dollars can't handle a little bit of shame where they've lost the captaincy because you did not get the job done, you did not do the required work that is required of a captain, then they're not cut out to be that person anyhow. 100%. Right? If 100%. You're, the kind of leader that you'd want is someone who, if they lose the captaincy, they're going to work hard to show you that that was the wrong decision and you made a mistake. And they're, they're, they're going to dig in their heels and fight for every last yard about how they can prove to you that, that was, they were the one who it should have been. We don't have anybody like that on the no, Flames. No, we don't. And if we did, we should have seen it by now, to your point. And, like, <sighs> I, how long? No, so, sorry, is it two seasons now we haven't had a captain? Well, when, yeah, this is Seattle's second year. Yeah, it's two seasons. Like, what the That fuck? is unacceptable in my mind. Well, you can't name one now. It's kind of weird no, but now, right? I mean, but, what if we don't name one next year? Well, it just it just goes to kind of demonstrate uh, this organization. In my mind, is a bit rudderless, to be honest. Like I look at what happened in the summer, and honestly, Treliving he did the best that he absolutely could. Don't fault the guy a hundred percent, but it kind of shows a a, a desperation. And a bit of a lack of vision. Because that deal, I think, they weren't planning on that deal. They had no idea that they could forecast that. It just kind of fell into their lap and materialized that way. And it doesn't really show the direction that the Flames want to go. The way we treat our prospects doesn't really show the direction that the Flames want to go. Um, what is our direction, though? Our direction right now is bubble playoff team or just out of the playoffs and oh, good. cruising so for mediocrity totally for the for next the decade. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Building for the future. I don't, I, I, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't really see this <clears throat> team doing anything of significance until they get an arena. Because I think that just... What's the arena going you know, to do You know, it? the thing about Uyghur, I just think it's weighing on people a bit. And it's just, the, the Saddle so? Dome sucks, man. And like Uyghur shows up and there's that funny video of the guy. But uh, he's really bad at, his body language betrays him. Because did you see there was a, a goal on Markstrom and he's like looking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like what the fuck. And, and you like, know, the yeah. same thing happened. He walks into the Flames dressing room and he's like, this is junk. This yeah, is garbage. Yeah. yeah, but it's like kind of like, buddy, why don't you look at yourself first too? Like, I... You, I I mean, listen, Mackenzie, we uh, look, he's not been our worst player, but he's he, he's been among our most disappointing. He is pretty, at least in my mind, a guy who came in who we thought maybe could be the guy, the puck moving defenseman, the number one power play guy. He was not that from the get go. No. He, he never maybe he didn't have that opportunity. Rasmus had, was has done quite, quite well. 
Rasmus is good. He's been yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but no Uyghur has not shown any shred of challenging that kind of position. And maybe... And you need guys on your team who all think that they should be the first... Well, maybe that's bad, but you need a couple who need to think that I'm better than this guy and they want to show it. There needs to be some intra-squad competition as well. Is there a legit excuse for this team to say to them or to say management... It does take longer than a year for guys to gel. Or I think is that, is that a I, fucking I, I, bullshit I think, excuse? I think we have to hope for that at this point. Well, you kind of have no choice. I think, I think it's been a really rough transition for Huberto and Uyghur for sure. Kadri's been okay, but I don't ever think he's going to replicate that season he had in Colorado. Well, I mean, to be honest, Kadri's been our best player, man. Outside of maybe Backlund. Lindholm. Lindholm's not. He's kind of dropped off lately, and that's. I think that's a function of him not playing. But I mean, everyone's kind of dropped off, right? The whole team has. Manjipani, nowhere near 40 goals. Like, I I don't know what happened to this guy this year. Like, Manjipani, like, come on, dude. Like, I, you know, I can give him a howler season, like, but, you know, it's got to be better next year. Like, you you have the capability, you got the effort, you got the skill. Dubé's done quite well. Dubé's had a breakout year, and I'm sure one of our listeners is going to enjoy hearing that. But um, Dubé's been... I mean, he's having a breakout year. That's all there's to it. If you look at his stats, it's his best year right now. So good on him. Zadorov's having probably his best year too. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's part of the problem too. It's like listen to these players we're talking about that are having their best years. When in reality on a team like this, we need to be talking about how Huberto's crushing it and almost having like a same season as last year or Uyghur's crushing it. Or Markstrom's having a fucking amazing like save percentage and shutout. He's like top five of shutouts and blah blah blah, right? That's what we should be talking about, not about how Dubé's got his 18th goal or fucking like you know how or how Walker Dueler is like fucking fast and all this shit. Well, like it, it's yeah, kind of like and okay, what do you think about this? A lot of talk about it's the system. It's Sutter hockey. It doesn't fit with these players. It could be, but I mean... I, I, I don't buy it, because it, you, the New York game, where Huberto had... Was it the New York game where he had his best game as a flame? Yeah. It wasn't even close. That was his best by far. Yeah. He was dishing the puck and making those passes and looking like a very intelligent hockey player of that game while playing under Daryl Sutter. Why have we not seen that in any other aspect in any games this season? It's not because of the system. It's because of the player. And I, if you, I tend to agree with you. On you that. just, yeah. it's not like Daryl's system is restricting him offensively and p- preventing him from passing the puck in a creative way or taking high, uh, high octane scoring chances. You know, maybe, maybe the system is damaging because we shoot too much in a low percentage positions. Yeah, but that's back to your point. That's not inhibiting Huberto though, right? The high forecheck, high press is gaining us the puck. We get a lot of puck possession. That's why we get a lot of shots too, right? Yeah. Although they're low percentage shots, we have possession of the puck quite a bit. So if anything, if anyone says it's the system, I think well, you're dead wrong because I don't think Huberto gets the puck as much I don't, like, I, I as don't, any I, other team right now. I don't understand the criticisms of the system either because people are upset when you're playing you know, uh, four lines a, a bit more regularly than other teams. But when you're playing a uh, high-tempo, high-speed game, you need you need that because you're going out there exerting that energy. You need to shuffle it a bit more, yeah. and that that's just Daryl Sutter's way. It, it's not. Listen, the 
The system works. It's won cups. It's done well in Calgary. Did it, well in it LA. needs the right personnel and the right attitude. And I don't think we have that right now. I don't think this crop of players is a... So we used to think that the two that departed were like among the the uh, the rotten apples of the of the bunch, right? But in reality, I think it it does stem deeper. I don't I don't think there's any I don't no, think there's think, rotten apples per se. I just think not, there's like a lack of character. Right. And further to my point though is that at least with the rotten apples though, they were incredibly skilled. Yeah. Right. So they kind of rested on those laurels and it worked in a way. In a way, it, it didn't work when it mattered, but it worked by and large. In this case, there's nothing to rest on. So although you have better crop of players from a mentality and like a dressing room perspective, there's no one that's fucking stepping up and being the guy. Yeah, well, I right? think there's just too many nice guys in that locker room. Yeah, like I, so I'm kind of looking this as going, I blame Sutter not from a system perspective. I blame Sutter from a uh, management slash like leadership perspective in the sense that you don't do the things that you do in post-game conferences or pre-game oh, conferences. Yeah. That stuff is bad. You don't do that stuff now. It didn't, doesn't work now. Maybe it worked before, but it doesn't work at least with this group of players. Maybe it works on a team like fucking Boston right now. I don't know, but it doesn't work on a team like Calgary. And, you know, he's too old and too experienced and he's won too many cups to, fucking listen to anyone let alone some fucking hack on a fucking podcast that 40 fucking people listen to <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is and it's not an invalid point is that it's you either sutter's either got to adjust the way he treats these guys and in a way it might actually work it, it almost might be like a coaching change in a way where if he starts coming to the dressing room has a bit of a different attitude i'm not saying be overly positive and cheerful i'm just saying why don't you just give these guys kudos when they deserve it yeah. And, and not act sarcastic around certain players. And you know that this franchise, the fan base, and management for that matter, has been fucking begging for a guy to come up through the system and fucking take the lead on this team. We've been wanting a guy like that for a very long time, right? We kind of had that, but we didn't. He didn't really... We want the guy that shows up like a Makar or like whatever. Oh. I, I realize that a guy like him is generational, but I'm just saying that like there are other teams that have players that just show up. Pasternak, guy just fucking yeah, started but, uh, doing really well. Like I'm talking like what about some of the goalies that we've seen that come through like other systems? Yeah, like got Dustin Wolf should be an NHL right. player. And and you know there are other examples but that I'm Dustin drawing a blank Wolf on. is not big enough for a goalie, I think. No, but the, yeah, but why does that matter? Because I, I you, why does it ask matter? Daryl, ask yeah, modern for, NHL analysts, man. Yeah, but these modern NHL analysts are telling me that Mackenzie Weger is fucking good. When in reality, right now, what's being exposed that Mackenzie Weger was riding on Ekblad's fucking coattails. That's yeah. what it's showing me right now. Can I can I go back to the press thing? Sure. Because you were talk you're talking a lot there. Imagine that. <laughs> but listen, we hadn't recorded before the Pelche thing happened where Sutter looked at the score sheet and read it out about his debut, how he thought his debut went. That was the worst moment of PR this season. Now, Sutter's best one was when he responded to the tweet from Huberdeau's agent where he said, this dressing room's tight. We're together. 
we're not letting anything from social media influence us. That was a rallying call, and they had a good game, that game. Yep. And that was an appropriate response from the coach, and he knew what to say there, and it was good. But sometimes he's just said more bad things this year than the good. And totally. that's... It's not good. It's not good. Your coach needs to know what to say to get your troops fired up. And I get that he's probably extremely frustrated because of the results. But as a coach, you have to take that one on on the chin and figure out what buttons do I push for this team to get them to perform. He figured it out when the agent tweeted that. Many other times he hasn't got it figured out. But, I mean, I guess this is the uh, Mackenzie Weger fan cast show. Well... I'm not trying to pick on the guy. I just well, maybe he, I expected more. Right? Of course, everyone expected maybe, more. Maybe I maybe I'm in the we wrong. Were, we right? expected more from this team. Period. And the West, the Pacific sucks. Yeah, this and, division and still sucks. We can't fucking make the playoffs. And you look at even some of these teams that are, you know, Dallas was top of the Central, and they they've just gone through a stretch of like ridiculous amount of losses, and then Winnipeg gets good. You know, Vegas sucked for a while and then figured it out again, but. Calgary, and this is one of the points I wanted to bring up, is that we have just failed all season to find any kind of vein of momentum. And there have been multiple games that have happened recently. I think the New York game where we won in overtime, the game in Vegas where we're up in the third by two goals, and we we are taking it to overtime. And we're not able to shore up the win two up with one period left. That is not a good sign when that happens repetitively. That is just, you know, systemic collapse on too many levels that we can't have. And, and lately it's been goaltending. Other times it's been giveaways. But there's just too many areas in this team. There's too many leaks in the boat. And, you know, trying to plug them all before the playoffs here is just no way we can go. But, you know, I sit there, watch the game, and, you know, think at night. I'm lying in bed trying to sleep. Like, just just no momentum. No, no way for us to no. string together a couple wings. No way to build on that. No way to get some team chemistry going. No way to have other teams fear playing us. And we played Detroit twice recently. We lost both games. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. And, like... <sighs> I know you said we're not going to make the playoffs. But we're not, man. We're not. And we're not? even if we do, who gives a fuck? Yeah, what are you going to do? I think it's what a wasted, a yeah, wasted you wanna, two weeks. You want to fucking get embarrassed by the Oilers again? Go fucking right ahead. Like, I'm not watching that shit. Like, the last thing I want to do as a fucking fan of this team for over 30 fucking eight years is to fucking see that bullshit again. That team has completely rattled Markstrom, clearly rattled me, and, and the guy hasn't re- fucking recovered since. And remember in our season preview show where I kept saying, like, I just hope that Markstrom can just shake off that fucking series? He hasn't. I, he I, hasn't. I don't know. Why he, is it that serious? Why he, does everyone say the Oilers it's, broke it's, Markstrom? It's because, because he was good against Dallas. He was good against Dallas. He stood on his head in a couple of those games. He was, there was no bad game from him in that series. But it was all bad against the Oilers. All bad. And it hasn't been safe. The guy was in the top five in safe percentage yeah, last Vesna season. Yeah, candidate. Vesna yeah. candidate. Top five in shutouts, dude. Yeah. And now you barely even see him on the fucking website. You got to fucking type his name <laughs> to fucking find this guy on any type of list right now, man. Like, how fucked up is that? 
Like we're talking about a guy. Well, I mean, that if was you just if you just change the filters from highest to lowest to lowest to highest, you'll find him I, right I away. I change the filters. To, yeah, I change the filters to AHL caliber goalies, and I see the fucking guy show up, man. <laughs> it's fucking shameful. Well, I, what, what do you do? What do you do? But I like, mean, Sutter has done everything he possibly could to get him going. He showed he has no, Sutter, absolute Sutter faith. handled him perfectly. If there's I any w- guy that he's handled perfectly this time, this season, it's him. He and kept giving Mark, him the chance. Markstrom hasn't done it. He has not done no. it. No, he hasn't. So I, I don't know what to say. Like, you can't go from being a Vesna candidate to just this bad, right? And it's not just bad. It's like, it's like someone stole your fucking skill bad. Like... A lot of games. We can probably count on both of our hands. And how many times he had a goal in the first five shots and all this shit, right? Or he didn't make that clutch save. Or he didn't do this and he didn't do that. And it's just like, how on earth do you fucking have a franchise with a goalie that is supposed to be a guy that's supposed to be there for the long term, to be consistent, to be solid, and just be the guy that you can rely on to make the big-ass motherfucking save? He's not there. I don't know what the fuck. And he's frustrated. I don't know how many times. I, also, things that I can probably count on both hands. How many times has he broken a fucking stick on the net after losing those games? Exactly. A lot. But he got, he got in trouble for one of those. I, remember. I know, but he's got it like, there is a, there is, he's pissed, right? And he's competitive. Well, I think some of that comes from the stick breaking. Is like we saw with Uyghur. Defense is getting pissed when the goalies let in a soft goal, which is basically every game. And I think Markstrom's getting pissed when our team plays like shit in front of him. And there's those giveaways, and he's having to face these chances, and he's upset that, you know, he's letting us down because of what is happening ahead of him. And that's toxic. For this team in this position, that is toxic. We can't... We are... (laughs) We are not finding a way to bounce back from that. And we're our own worst enemy for most parts of this season. We lost to the fucking Flyers, and they are 60% of fucking AHL team. Yeah, I, I, don't, even, I don't even recognize anybody in their Buddy, top nobody six. Nobody recognizes Aside from Van Reems, like, bro, like my, garbage now. My oldest and one of my best friends is the biggest Flyers fan. He doesn't know who the fuck's on the team right now, man. Like, this is, this is asinine. And I, I'm tired of this, like, you know what? I'll probably talk about it later. I'm not going to do it now. I'm, I have a fucking headache. Like, <laughs> these fucking guys are fucking with my goddamn zen. Like, it's... Why is Trevor Lewis still on this fucking team? I don't care. Like, everybody fucking tells me how fucking... Oh, he's doing okay, though. Come on, it's Trevor Lewis. You know what? You know, credit to Walker uh, Dooler, okay? This guy is a great example of why I don't want guys like fucking Trevor Lewis on the team. I don't care how good he is in the dressing room because he clearly is I, I think that's exactly he clearly, it. Tyler, Trev- he's clearly not good enough in the dressing room because this team is fucking well, garbage. Well, we have, we have talked about there's no leadership whatsoever. Well, what is and he doing? Trevor Lewis is providing some of that in Sutter's eyes. That's why he's here. Buddy, like, look at the standings and look at the fucking body language yeah, of I our agree, players. But he's I not mean, doing good enough. You have... Uh, I, uh, Wouldn't you rather not have a guy that comes in from the A and fucking starts lighting it up? Wouldn't you think that would would boost up everybody? But that's not happening. Nobody's coming in from the A and lighting it up for us. Well, I'm just saying that we're not giving those opportunities. But, like, this Walker kid, he's playing pretty good. 
And yeah. I bet you that fires up the guys on the bench when they see him fucking. Well, work a guy his like a guy like Rzichka should be looking at this and saying, "I need to play harder." Or it's just that you know, always been or it's problem. just that we're looking at this and saying everyone else is saying, "I never got the opportunities." Yada 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 yada. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's, I don't know what it is, but I I, I know why Trevor Lewis is there. It's I, leadership. I, I I don't. Yeah, that leadership sucks. It doesn't work. It it's not. We're out of a playoff spot. And every single player looks like they're fucking, like, about to hang themselves in, in fucking <laughs> interviews after every fucking game. That's not leadership. He's not doing anything in the dress. What is he doing, man? He's wearing a clown suit, fucking dancing around in his underwear. Like, what is he fucking doing? I have no idea. I'm not there, but yeah, I, that, I know. But, like, it's I'm clearly just not pure, good I'm, enough. I'm obviously speculating as to why. I'm thinking Sutter I, must see there's something like, with Trevor him. Trevor Lewis is clearly not the problem. I'm just, I'm just venting about, like, the fact that we have Guys like him sticking around who don't really do anything on the ice. But then we have guys like Walker that come in and Pelletier. And, like, we gave fucking a whole nine shifts to fucking Matthews. And it doesn't, like, to me, if we've played competitive sports for a long time, man. Well, how good does it feel when we see, like, that young guy that came into the team scoring a goal? It actually boosts everybody up. That doesn't require leadership. That's just, like, good, solid uh, camaraderie. That comes out of that shit. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, 100%. Right? Like, why can't we have the feel-good stories on this team rather than relying on these guys that, like, they're like this, this engine that used to do, you know? It's, and I know maybe it's just not going our way this season. <laughs> I, well, yeah, blow, blow the fuck up then. I, I, there's no way to blow this team up. There's no way. We have, That's why I say we're stuck until we get a new arena because you're looking at Huberto, Kadri, and Uyghur I know, but what forever. is the new arena going to do with those contracts, man? I, I don't know. I it's don't a fresh that. start, dude. That's it. <laughs> it's like bad Saddle Dome vibes are gone. And there's something new and it's exciting and there's something that just changed things up because these guys are <sighs> like, they're here and there's no way to blow it up. Markstrom's here for a while. How many years is left for Markstrom, man? Dude, like these are all like Rick DiPietro contracts on this fucking yeah, team. Yeah, they're right? like these you're getting paid this money, you have to perform. Like like in the, in the next collective bargaining agreement, they have to say if you suck, we can terminate your contract. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if there's one guy that's going to pull it off, it's fucking Batman, right? But he probably <sighs> won't. Listen. I feel a little bit better, but I don't. Let's talk like, about overall. How do you fix the so the Flames since basically the beginning of this season? We we perhaps we outplay and we definitely outshoot every team, but we don't outscore every team. Okay, what what's going on? How do you fix it? Why is this happening? WTF? Solve, solve this for me, Jenk. Solve I can't this. Solve it, man. Well, what, what, what's, what's, what's going on? Like, how come we are? We don't have a clutch goal scorer. <sighs> Do we have a clutch goal scorer? No. We apparently have a clutch playmaker. We should. Okay. We should have one of the best playmakers in the league. Okay, but we don't have a clutch goal scorer. So, well, when uh, maybe Nazem that Kadri... playmaker needs goal scorers, but that guy yeah. didn't play with clutch goal scorers. Well, but that team was. The team had like big game players until they made the playoffs. Sam I don't know what Bennett. The fuck. Well, they had more than that. Man. Barkov. Ekblad, what's wrong with Ekblad's Barkov? Hurt. Nothing. You, Nothing's wrong with him. He's a big game player. Yeah, he's a big. 
Big game players make big game plays, man. Okay, we don't have big game players, right? Maybe a Kadri makes that cut. Maybe maybe it's a Foley because you know we're we're talking he's, about guys that won cups. He's been pretty good this year. I know, year. and but maybe that's part of the the commentary here is that like. Is it supposed to be on a team like this that Toffoli and Kadri are, are your leading goal scorers, right? Like, probably not. I wouldn't have expected... Look, if you asked me who was going to be the top goal scorer on this team before the season started, I was going to say Lindholm might even push for fucking 50 this year with having a guy like Huberdo setting him up. That's what I would have thought. I wouldn't have said 50, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he would have hit the 40 mark or some yeah, shit he like that. He would have repeated at 40. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would have said to you, we have the best, one of the best playmakers in the league now, and we have a great clutch goal scorer. Nope, he's not clutch. Nope, he's not a great playmaker. Nope, we have now two guys that were never really goal scorers on their cup-winning teams. They were just really, really solid characters-slash-clutch um, players from a different aspect of the game. Guys that can show up, do some penalty killing, make some big game plays, make that big play that like changes the momentum of the game. That's what they are. They aren't the I'm going to score 40 goals a season for you type guys. So we have a couple character guys that know how to step up the character when it, come, when it matters more, most in the playoffs, I hope. But I don't see them. They're not consistent guys in the season. But even to this point now, they are the only guys stepping up really. Toffoli and Kadri are our best players, by hands down. They really are. And so they are showing that worth and, and what I expect of them. I didn't expect Kadri to do this well, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect Toffoli to do this well, I'll be honest with you on that too. And when we had our end-of-season uh, podcast, remember what we said? We both said this, that we said Toffoli is probably feeling a lot of like ego hurt right now. And he's the type of guy that's going to come back next season and be like, you know what? I didn't fucking like how that all ended for me last year. I'm going to step it up. And he fucking did. That's leadership. That's fucking, you know, that's how you fix the team. You get guys like this, right? You know, how do you fix the current problem? Yeah, you're right, man. Like, I'm not saying you can't trade or you can trade them so easily. But you're going to have to take some risks now. Because you don't want a guy like this for 10 fucking years. You're going to have to take the majority of his contract if you trade him. You're going to have Listen, to. Well, no, but that's what you're going to have to do. There's a, there's a more obvious solution to me that you have to try in the short term, and that's what most teams do when things aren't working. You've got to fire the coach. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I still don't think, I'm not fully convinced it's a Sutter thing. Yeah, me neither, but that seems to be the thing that I would try before trying everything else. I know, but why is it that the coach always gets the fucking. Short end of that stick. Because it's the easiest thing to do because it's one person I know, one but person dude, out. Like, that's but, why. But, that's, but then you give these players affirmation that they can be like this. Well, well, then you're fucked anyhow, so what does it matter? But that's why I'm saying I would err to the side of you take, you eat the contract and you I, trade. I, we're never going to do that. We're well, not. We need to. We're well, not well, gonna what are you going to do? Okay, then you're going to keep this guy till he's fucking that's 40. Like a, that's like a five mil. How much are you keeping? Half of it? I don't know. Yes, some even three million with three million dollar penalty for the next what eight years, nine years. Well, we did it to ourselves. Yeah, man. we did it to ourselves, and I think that before they do that, they're gonna try to trade him. I'm not trade him, fire the coach. They're gonna fire the coach, but 
Well, I mean, I have no idea because I think this che- this team's in for some serious changes in the summer, and the fact that our GM's not going to stay. Yeah, but you're not going to. Yeah, but okay. Sorry, I was going to take that the other way. I don't know. A new GM know. comes in, gets the coach that he wants, or whatever. But I mean, if there was a year to tank, it was this year. We fucked that up. We're not going to do that. We never were going to do that anyway because we're we're too stupid to do it. And now we're going to watch someone like Chicago fucking get a generational talent and fucking start winning cups again. And they were going to be like, oh, well, you know, we just, you know, we, we always play hard and we develop. And no, we don't. We don't do any of that shit. We play hard and we don't, we get mediocre results and we're going to die fucking without seeing a Stanley Cup. That's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> way to fucking go. Way to run a team. Okay, then. I'm sorry. You're not going to play the game. The, just, go- the goaltending. Uh, let's talk about the goaltending. What what do you do going forward? Because I mean, trade Markstrom. No, no, I mean the next twenty games. I think you start Vladar one A one B. I think you yeah you go to one A one B like the smartest most successful system in the NHL history. Yeah, you do that, and then you fucking tank this team some more. Um, you give no confidence to Markstrom, even though he's got none left anyway. And then you hold back fucking Vladar, who's been maybe the a bright spot to the season, and. You know, you, I personally make Vladar number one and tell Markstrom, you're sitting down, man. You're done. Like, we gave you the whole fucking season, basically. We gave you more enough time as someone that's supposed to be elite to fucking get your shit together, and you just didn't. And maybe you need to just change your fucking atmosphere now, right? Maybe it's just for the best, right? But I start, I start Vladar for the rest of the season as much as I can. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, you got to do something, man. Like, Ladar hasn't been great either lately. No, I know, but like, I, I feel like when Markstrom was struggling, Vladar was playing really well. Vladar was playing really well, but we never gave him the chance to ride it. We kept giving the opportunities back to Markstrom, and now they're both struggling, and we don't know who classic, to put in. Fucking classic flames. And everyone's pissed at goaltending, but no, our goaltending hasn't been good. Like, when I say Vladar's been the bright spot, I'm not saying he's fucking standing on his head either. He was right? good in the beginning parts of yeah, the season. Yeah, for sure. But he was like, he was really good. But there it, were times when everyone was being like, Vladar is the number one guy. He needs to be in. But lately, he hasn't been so good. Yeah, and uh, but I think a part of that is if you're gonna make the guy the number one, you need to get rid of the fact that he thinks that he could still get his job taken over very easily slash one loss, right? Sutter said after the game yesterday, he said, you win, you're in. Well, that's the system they're doing now. So that's 1A, 1B. Vladar, so, yeah, well, Vladar started back-to-backs for that reason, I guess, because he won. Yeah, you win, you're in. That's, that's literally what he said in the, in the press conference. And I, honestly, like, I hate that mentality because now a guy like Vladar who needs to be nurtured into that number one is now being put in a position where it's like, well, if you lose, you're not playing. And it's kind of like, I don't know if that's the pressure you want to put on a goalie. Um, I wouldn't employ that method. I would just be like, Vladar, Again, you're it's, the number it, one. It seems like the playbook move where you, you've exhausted all other options. It's, it screams desperation to me by the coaching staff. That is, that is desperation. It is. Because it's like, well, you guys both suck, so we're just going to play who wins. What it's do we very do? Nineties flames, right? <laughs> when Rick Tabaracci was on a winning streak, and everyone was like, "Ah, he's so good," and then he starts sucking. And Rick, then we got Rick Tabaracci was good. And then we got fucking 
Brathwaite? Fred Brathwaite, who fucking was like the goalie of the season for like 18 games, and then we traded him for Roman Turek, who ended up sucking. Like, it's just, we just don't have luck. We get one goalie every 15, 18 years. We had Vernon, and then we had Kiprasov. <laughs> the end. <laughs> we didn't really have anyone good in between. We had the odd Trevor Kidd. Don't talk about Kari Ramo like that. Trevor Kidd, who we fucking drafted over goddamn Martin Brodeur. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so. Yeah, I was just, yeah. I was in a doctor's office, and it was one of the doctors who works with the Flames. They had a bunch of Flames pictures up. And they were the teams from, like, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. And I, was, I looked at those teams, and I was like, I don't remember a lot of these guys. There are a yeah. lot of unmemorable players on our teams. <laughs> I was like, man, that's like half the team that I don't you know, I remember the TJ Brodies and the yeah, yeah. Giordanos and the again, of course, right? But yeah, there were just a bunch of guys that I was like, no recollection of you playing for the Flames whatsoever. I didn't even know you were in the NHL, but maybe that's just how it gets when they get older, right? Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, it's sad because it feels like our revolving door is quite, quite large. Quite large. And quite swingy and quite <laughs> Very revolving. Swingy. Listen, what so do we do at the trade deadline? Well, I would, uh, you know, again, you're going you're gonna to fucking throw this back at me, but I, I trade all of it, man. Just fucking get rid of everyone. I don't give a fuck. What are you going to do about it, man? Well, what asset do we have that's even movable at the deadline? I think Uyghur's movable. Oh, man. He's, there's no way Uyghur's movable. I think Uyghur's movable. You're on some kind of meth, dude. No. He's got a contract that kicks in next year for eight years? Uyghur is movable, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Man, there's no because way. Because we have a bunch of douchebags on the internet talking about his advanced stats and how actually he's low-key very good, which he's not. This is why so, I love doing a podcast with you. Just the, the takes that come out of your mouth. I'm going to shove this fucking microphone up your ass, okay? Like, okay, what I would also do is... You're asking me what I would fucking do, fuckface. So I, I I'm didn't want you to you give me, I, like, the... I, I wanted you to give me a realistic you know I'm, answer. I'm telling, no, I'm giving you a realistic answer because I can't tell you how many people think that his advanced stats actually do something. There might be a gem. You're like, oh, okay. What, are, what, are, what, are, what do you think are the actual odds that Mackenzie Weger will get moved? Probably zero. What are the odds I think that we'll ever have a good team in our lifetimes? Zero as well. <laughs> okay, so what I would do is I would probably cash in on Manjipane if I could. Oh, man. I would probably cash in on Anderson and just Dude. fucking get people back. I would cash in on Markstrom because he only has four years left, and maybe someone will take it. Uh, I'd probably cash in on Lindholm too. I'd blow it up, man. I blow it all straight to fucking hell because it just isn't getting any better. And we've done nothing but make the second fucking round in the last how many fucking decades? 15 yeah. years? Yeah. So you tell me. No, we haven't made anything you tell past me th the second round you, since 2004. Man. Right. You tell me that this is a bad take. I'm telling you I'm trying to take a different road. On this fucking highway yeah. of horse shit uh, this, this, that there, we've there, been on. But for we, a while. I guess I asked the question from a what is going to happen versus what I want to happen perspective. Okay, that's what I want to happen. What's going to happen? Nothing. We're going to yeah, do fuck all. I think we're going to do nothing, basically. Yeah. We're going to do fuck all, and then we're gonna, not going to make the playoffs. We're going to get like the number 14 pick or 12 pick or whatever the fuck it is. We're going to get a nobody. Never play him because he's probably too short. 
and has not enough fucking fat on his fucking body. And that's it. That's what, and we're going to rinse and repeat this fucking bullshit cycle until I fucking die. <laughs> Jank actually just walked away at this point in the podcast. He just got up and left. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm glad I asked that question. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got, why don't you tell me what I, you think, genius? I think nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And if, if what I think I want to happen is... I'm in the same boat as you. We should have blown it up last summer because those core, those core pieces weren't working and they're definitely still not working even though we changed out the top of the core and brought in new core. It's still the same. And, you know, there are some assets that definitely have value. Mangiapane has value. Anderson has value. But Lindholm. I don't think they're trade deadline kind of candidate value. And it's hard to get... It's hard to get value for these guys, right? You got to get picks, and then you have to turn those picks into something useful. And now everyone wants to protect their picks. The top ten protected. It's all, it's all, it's all protected. Blah blah blah. So you're drafting a guy like 29th, and we all know well, we all know how well that goes for the Flames. But I'm just, I'm looking at our draft picks who leave, and our ability like Valamaki, who's having some success in Arizona. He's their number one power play guy. And yes, it's because they're sitting Chitrin and no one else is doing it, but he's kind <laughs> of he's kind of taking that role in stride, right? And we just gave up on the guy. We gave up on the guy for nothing. I think, I think egos clashed. We didn't give up on him. We just had to give him up. Whatever, man. No, it's the same thing. I mean, I want my twenty-two-year-olds to have a bit of an ego. I'm. Uh, yeah, I do. Prove I me agree, wrong. Man. No, prove me no, wrong, man. I fucking agree. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, fucking get out there and then prove to me that you're a fifty-point defender who has who, who's not a minus twenty in the plus-minus. Exactly. Like, and then if they start sucking and you show them the stats, be like, look at this. What's going on? You need to do better. And they should take that message. And if they cry about it. But I just think I don't know, just the mishandling of assets and I, and like oh, we're fucked. It's not Trelving. Like this is totally hindsight, so this is not a critique of Trelving by any means whatsoever. But in hindsight, and we don't know how easy or fast or whatever, how quick that deal with Huberto and Uyghur for Kachuk went. But I think it was pretty fast because I think so, the the opposing GM was like, "What about this?" Yeah. And Trelving was like, "Yep." Sign yeah. here. <laughs> right. And so... <laughs> I think that's so, what happened. No, I'm okay. pretty sure. <laughs> so assuming under the assumption that that worked, that, that that's the way it went, don't you think as a GM, you have to kind of take a step back and give yourself the 24-hour rule and be like, why the fuck is he just giving me these two guys for Kachuk? Well, I think, I think Trill Living looked at it and said they were on their last year of their contract and they weren't going to re-sign in Florida because of cap constraints. And I think the Florida GM also looked at Kachuk as a top 10 NHL player that he could lock up for the significant future at 9.5 per. That's a great deal. So, so you don't think it was too easy? Uh, I think it was. It doesn't even matter. It was the best deal we were going to get by far, it I sounds know, but like. Just because you can make the deal doesn't mean you have to, What was to, the right? deal from St. Louis? Tarasenko or something? Well, I mean, would you have taken Tarasenko No, right man. Now? That guy is not nearly as good as Huberto should be. 
I qualified right, right, that right there. But you're also right there listen, is the, there, is the summary there, of there the is, Flames. If you look at that deal on paper <laughs> and you're thinking I can sign Huberdeau and Uyghur to long term deals, you're taking that all day. He's not one hundred percent. He's not as good as Huberdeau no, man, should I don't, be. Look, Tarasenko has problems too, man. No, I know, but kind it's just of a the little, way you said it. You, but but just like <laughs> Tarasenko's also injured a lot. No, no, I look. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just thought it was funny that you were still comparing Tarasenko to what a theoretical Huberdeau should be. You Listen, <laughs> you write down for me that deal, Huberdeau and Uyghur, and we got someone else, didn't we? Some other random prospect? Yeah, we're never going to see and him. And we gave so Kachuk matter. and something else? Yeah. But, uh, we also got a first-round pick we also got a in, first the, round in the pick. wrong fucking draft year, but whatever, Dude, we'll what, let that slide. What, it's gone to Montreal now. It doesn't matter. We, I know. We gave it so away. Gives so a fuck. yeah. Because we had to just shed that <laughs> Monaghan salary, and we should have just kept him. Because why? He wasn't going to play anyway. Exactly. Well, <laughs> we should have just kept him because now we'd have that first round pick still. Because we're not going to win the cup this year. No, we're That's not. That's why make the we should have kept him. Yeah, I mean, and then why does w- it matter for if we get draft picks anyway? You know, we're the type of club that gets fucking bizarre. We don't play him. Like that. <laughs> that's just that's just the flames. Because he's fucking five nine or some shit. Like, I just think, uh, I don't know. We need to hit the hard reset button somewhere along this line. I- I'm and glad you actu- and I agree with that. We actually need to, like, teams that do well, we actually need to suck hard for two years. And, they were, you know, Clayton Keller came out. Arizona was on, like, a 10-game or 9-game point streak, and they won a game against a good team. And he was like, I bet you the GM hates this. And I was like, yeah, the GM probably does hate this. Because you're not making the playoffs. No, You're so far out of it already. And now you start winning. That's what I'd say. Now you start winning. I mean, I wouldn't say that to their face because that's well, just yeah, you know your what, locker though? You need screwed, right? You need a little dictatorship in these teams, right? Like you need, you need, we grew up in a democratic society, but sports teams need to be run by a dictatorship it is a fucking hierarchy it is the gm makes the calls the coach makes the calls on the ice and the players have to follow suit and fucking perform the end so he's he's not wrong by saying the gm is going to be mad at that but that's just a good commentary on how these clubs should be run. like i i want to see if the flames actually fucking ever commit to a tank which they never will i think so i will die also without that but like it's a matter of seeing this, like how the flames kind of run their shit too. I don't think it's a dictatorship. I don't think it's a, I think it's this collaborative, like fucking feely, touchy feely fucking atmosphere that we have. And it doesn't fucking get us anywhere. You need the guy that puts the fucking hammer down and goes, Nope, don't fucking play this guy anymore. No, Daryl, you're calling up fucking Matthew Phillips and you're playing him for 10 games. The end. We fucking drafted him. We want to fucking see this guy graduate to the NHL. Play him. And if you don't play him, you're fucking gone. That's the way a club needs to be run. Right? I'm not trying to be all moneyball here, but that's what they fucking did too. They put fucking Hatterberg at first base, man. Guy couldn't fucking feel his left arm or right arm or whatever. But they said that the stats said that you have to fucking do that. And then when they did yeah, that... I, I remember the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not the movie, but it happened in real life. I remember the movie. I don't remember real life because okay, I, I didn't watch the Oakland Athletics but it's in 2001. Just, it's, it's a metaphor, man. It's a... Whoever's the GM, 
Chelving, that's maybe my only criticism of the guy. Otherwise, I think he's a A, a to A minus GM. I don't think the guy's staying. No, he's, he's not. Gone. He's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone because he lost that, that fucking hammer. He never had it. But he needed to go to Sutter and be like, I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care that you want Stanley Cups. I don't care about any of that. That was a long time ago. We drafted this kid. You have to fucking play him. The end. I don't care if he's four foot six. I don't care if he's 20 pounds. You have to play him. We drafted him for a reason. The end. That's, I think. The I can't reset, see anyone saying that to Daryl. No, I don't care. Then you fire him. Then you fire him because there are a lot of coaches in the NHL that will fucking take that. And they will, they will sit there and be like, okay, I will do the best with the roster that I have. That's what Daryl's doing. No, Daryl is fucking pulling the strings too. Daryl is the reason why we got Toffoli. Daryl is the reason why we got Trevor fucking Lewis. Daryl's the reason why fucking Milan Lucic was on the first fucking line for like 10 games this season. Daryl's the only reason why... In fucking- fairness, Milan Lucic has the same amount of goals as Jonathan Huberto. Well- <laughs> and there is a great... Another summary of our fucking season. So I'm, you need to, if you want to do a reset, you and I agree there needs to be a reset. Dude, we needed to reset last year. All the fans, even on, even on pretentious Calgary Puck, everybody agrees. There should be some sort of rebuild, some sort of like, you know, big change in this franchise. I'm telling you, the easiest change we can have is having a fucking GM that tells the fucking coach what to fucking do in terms of roster management, saying, you need to bring up these players. You need to play these players now. I don't care if they don't fit your system. You need to play them. That's where that starts. There needs to be a fucking dictatorship on this team, and it needs to be run from the top down. The coach is essentially the top. He is. Uh, but the GM is the top. What are you going to do if Tree Living leaves and they make Sutter GM coach? I'm not watching a fucking game till he's fired. <laughs> We've done that before, everybody. We've done it before, and what happened? We got Todd fucking Bertuzzi and fucking Owen Nolan and all this shit, and he fantasized and, and had this like fetish of guys that are over 37 years old bringing on this fucking team that scored 50 goals like 10 years prior to that. We don't need that shit. It's over. So no, I don't want Daryl Sutter as GM. I think he knows that he's not a good GM. The guy's been successful as a coach. He's never been successful as a GM. Don't give him that second chance. This is uh this has been the Jank Show coming at you. Sorry, I'm gonna Fl- stop talking. Flames fancast. Uh, I'm sorry. You haven't talked. I'm sorry. Well, it's I, over now. I've I got nothing else left to say. I apologize. I said everything I needed to say. As long as you got what you wanted to say. The agenda is finished. Whew! It's all done. You you got it off your chest. You feel better. You don't have a headache anymore. I don't feel better, but I definitely don't have a headache. <laughs> but I don't feel better. I feel I feel somewhat upset. It's just not the way to run a fucking team. Anything you uh well this might be a bit redundant, but anything you want to add? <laughs> no, now, now's I, your I, chance. I've already added what I wanted to add. You need to change this from a. You need to make it a dictatorship. The, it's oh, no longer the People's we've, Republic we've, of Calgary. We've, we've ended the podcast by saying we need to make it a dictatorship. I love it. 
This is broadcasting for you people. We're bringing it back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. And we will be back if, in a month. <laughs> if you're still here listening, thank you so much. Like you've you've dug in for the long haul. You deserve treat yourself to something nice whenever you're listening. Treat yourself to something nice. And uh hey, however these remaining I don't even know, 23, 24, 22 games go. I, I, I hope we make the playoffs. I do. And then it, there's always that little bit of hope that will be reignited in me at this point. For I, the record, I, I hope we make it too. I don't but. think we're going to make it, but, man, I want to hope. I still want to hope. Every year I want that false sense of hope that just lets me think we're going to hoist the cup and, you know, someone's going to parade it down the Bow River in a dinghy and it's going to be great, but... <laughs> Until then, if we if we don't make it, let's crash and burn and try to suck as much as we can. But I not don't know. Either. We're not. I just a okay. There's there's two things I want. Let's make the playoffs and let's get some momentum. Let's let's be a hot team going into the playoffs. Let's be a team that maybe like people look at us and say they've been playing really well. I don't really want to play them. I could live with that. There's 20 games to salvage that. We got a week till the trade deadline where we're going to do nothing. <laughs> Maybe miracles happen. I don't know, but let's see how it goes. Anyhow, I oh, we got we're we're we're, we're pa- actually like bang on We're to bang the last on episode. we're last episode, but uh I don't have anything. You done? No, we're good. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. Have yourselves a good morning, a wonderful afternoon, and great uh, evening. Bye-bye. I said this is my life too A street full of afternoons A course of the heart in you It's faster than you wanted Bleeding out of hydrogen The best you made of life